Hey, Mountaineer fans, after a year of being stuck at home, you deserve all the latest WVU gear, gifts, and apparel to show your Mountaineer pride. Our friends at the Book Exchange are offering 25% off with our promo code BX4FINAL4. Let's cheer on all of our Mountaineer athletes in gold and blue and support local business too. Shop online at bookexchangewv.com or at their downtown Morgantown or Evansdale locations. That promo code again is BX4FINAL4. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. Got my boy, Jay Flo, with me. Yo, Best Brother State Asian in West Virginia. You need some property. It's a good time to buy. Best basketball player in Uruguay at the moment. Best basketball player to come out of WVU. Best shooter ever to live that didn't make it to the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> Yo, I think this too. Thanks for having me, KJ. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and you know, with accolades like that, there's no reason not to have you on the show, man. So yes, appreciate sir. you for, for coming on. Uh, got our lovely co-host, Ashley. <laughs> That's me. Trusty intern, Ethan. What's good? Uh, and our super producer, Dave. Barely here, but thank you, Kevin. That's fine, man. As long as you're here, that's what matters, man. What's uh, what's going on? How's everything been going? Good, guys. Both chilling, man. On, on the ground, ready to come home. Yeah. When March. when is your season over? Playoffs start March, uh, mid March, supposedly. So, we only have like seven, eight games left. So. Ooh. That's pretty early from from like normal. You know, everybody usually starting like May playoffs. Facts. So we'll see what happens in the playoffs, and uh, yeah, that might see me sooner than later. Uh, sounds like so, you're kind of hoping that. What's up with you? You got a job? Nah, still jobless. By the time <laughs> I might I might take over for you. Like by the time uh, they might have somebody come in for the playoffs. You know, so I might just <laughs> might just do That's that, man. That would be. Be easy money too. They pay for the player, you know that. Yeah, man. Show me, show me the lay of the land. You know, not pass me the ball again like you usually do. Just throw out Aaron <laughs> shots. That don't want to go. I, I mean, there was a rule that if I didn't pass you or Deshaun the ball, I was coming out. So that never. None of this okay. is true. It's never. Happened. You didn't see KJ wide open over there. <laughs> No, you know, it's, it's interesting that we bring that up, too, because I guess uh, Hugs and Creedy were talking the other day on the coaches show about <clears throat> who the best shooters were in West Virginia. And, of course, Huggins, Huggins chose a guy that played for him. He chose Casey Mitchell as the best oh, shooter yeah. ever, yeah. ever for him that played all, for him. All jokes aside, yeah. <laughs> He's a sniper, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so we we got into this debate before about the difference between a, a shooter and a scorer. I think Casey is the best scorer. I don't know if I would consider him the best shooter. I would say I would give that to, like, pure shooter. I would say Alex Ruoff, from my yeah. opinion. He was but on like, the list oh, of top ten, yeah. Yeah, but, like, overall scorer, like, Casey, for sure, like, pure scorer 
it's between Casey and Jay Sean got a got a big uh got a big claim for that too. So I don't know. I was what you gonna think? say somebody else, but you fucked me up with Al. I was definitely top five, I think. Pure shooter? We're just talking about shooting the ball, like Bro, Casey came, <laughs> wasn't playing for ten years, came back to the alumni <laughs> game and had fifty. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but that, that's a shooting sc- but scorer. Shooting though. the ball. Shooting though. That's not all you I mean. But I get scoring it. Scoring is shooting. I think Hugs is right about that one, bro. Like that's Okay. I mean, I can't go against that. So he was a pretty good shooter, bro. Yeah, no, no, no. Sean McNeil is probably gonna be on that list too. He can shoot. Who? Remember, you said Sean McNeil was gonna be the was the best shooter in West Virginia history. Can we roll back the tape of that of John saying that? So he will finish as the best shooter in West Virginia. Was that before COVID and all that? (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? I mean, there's different factors and variables and stats and stuff. Yeah. You want to hear the full list? There's these are the yeah. West Virginia's all-time top three-point shooters. All right, oh. coming in at number ten is Javon Carter. Okay, what? and and these are these are based these are on stats. Stats. Okay, all right. Stats. Yeah, Not best opinions. three. Like okay. you know, how many field goal attempts versus okay. how many you've made cool. that sort of thing percentages. So yeah, Javon yeah. Carter comes in at number ten. I know I beat him. <laughs> Number nine is Steve Berger, who played for Gail Catlett, like from eighty-seven to ninety. Yeah, we don't even know who that is. So. Yeah. Okay. So. Number eight was uh, Lionel Armstead, who also played for Gail Catlett. Number seven, James Beetle Bolden. Wow, that's a that's okay. That one surprised yeah. me when I saw it, but yeah. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. Number six, there? our boy Deshaun Butler. There we go. There we go. Love that. Number You're talking f- about three-point shots? Three-point shots, Yeah, yes. three-point shooting. Career Not stats. overall shooting, just three-pointers. <clears throat> number five is Frank Young. Okay. Uh, number four is Patrick Beeline. Shooter. Okay. Number okay. three is uh, Chris Leonard. Huh. Number two, Kevin Pitsnoggle. Dang, I'm makes, number one on this makes list. Sense. <laughs> And wow. here is your number one three-point shooter in the history of the Mountaineers. Thanks, guys. Alex Ruoff. Wow. How in the heck can you say somebody like the the evidence is right there, bro? Like the he's the number one <laughs> three-point mm-hmm. shooter ever in West Virginia history. That you yep. how can based you on go what per- percentage? I'm conf- I'm confused. Yeah, overall no. percentages. Like you oh, okay, know. so it's not the amount made; it's the percentage yeah. that you made. Right. How good okay. of a three-point shooter are you? Like when you get the ball and you shoot, shoot actually shoot a three, are you going to make it? That's and what is thing. his percentage? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Holy shit, I didn't realize that. He was shooting 41%. Oh, shit. For career? He knocked down 98 threes in just his junior year. Bruh. Sniper. But Beeline, Beeline was a man. If he would have finished with Beeline, bro, there's no telling. Like Yeah. <laughs> and this, and this is what I'm saying, but the difference between uh, I get I Casey is a great shooter, but I would consider him more of a scorer than scorer than I would a pure shooter. Like I right. would consider Alex a pure shooter. Like that's what he does. Like his specialty is shooting. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So when we come when we're talking about specialty shooting, I gotta put Alex there, and mm-hmm. the, the the stat speaks for itself. So if you need a three point shot, you're the so coach getting, I'm getting Alex. Got Casey and 
I'm and putting Alex. Yeah, but if I need a bucket, I'm getting Casey. Okay. There you go. I mean, I was a good three point shooter. Like, yeah. Great. He refused to shoot in the TBT, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's the best. He is tough though. Like, I can't. There's no denying that. Yeah, I really do. I really do wish he would have shot more in the TBT because we definitely could have used that. But uh, he was. Yeah, he he also shot. contributed in other ways. You know, he's also a good. Good basketball player, like yeah. The reason why I think he didn't shoot is because he's always looking to make the right basketball play. Mm. Yeah, and but the, sometimes which Casey Casey Mitchell is just gonna get him up. Mm-hmm. So, but sometimes shot. shooting is the right for him. Shooting is yeah. the right basketball play. Yeah, that's the thing, but, and I think that maybe that's something too that like our current players need to be reminded of. Like, if you're a good shooter, take your shots. You know what I mean? Don't be scared to take your shot. It's like sometimes they hesitate. Like, is this the right move to make? Like, dude, you gotta trust yourself. Yeah. I was jumping to the game yesterday. Yeah. Let's let's. Whew, even though Oklahoma, I didn't see it. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Who? So uh, speaking of that, Sean only shot five shots. That's today. Yeah, I seen that stat. So I I was wondering, like, was he hurt? Did he come out the game or something? Because five shots. That's. And he was three for five, so it's not like he was over five. So where he right, yeah, like he was anymore. making shots, yeah. Not looking for him enough. I guess. He took one shot in the second half, and he was just kind of on the bench beginning of the second half. <sighs> Got back into it towards the end. What the fuck? I th- I hope it's not a situation, man, I, uh, where you know, you know, people let hugs get in their head because he he can't do that if you if you listen to it and you're one of those guys like you got to keep shooting. And especially in a situation like this, you see the ship was going down. The ship went down fast. You got you got to do something to try to help that. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather take the Taz approach where Taz was like four for 20. But at least, <laughs> you know, he he going to get him up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially my team, my team is losing. And I'm one of the focal points of it. I'm going to try my best. Just go down exactly. swinging. Mm-hmm. But Sean's not one of those... Is I mean he might be he is a little bit he can hit like a step back jumper but he's not one of those guys that can really create his own shot. Did you say that? He can depending on who the defender like against a I feel like Taz could get his shot up on anybody but I think Sean like if against a high level defender it's harder for him to get his shot up off some somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we they were running like that three three man. Inside the paint stuff. Low? Yeah, low. That's what they call it, but they were running that pretty well. <laughs> That's they what they call that. it. They were running that pretty well. Like they were passing the ball and stuff. So that was the first time I seen them like moving the basketball. Though. Like they was running offense pretty good, but they just couldn't make any shots. Mm. Ethan, give us a rundown. What happened? Well, <laughs> They got out rebounded by twenty four. That's first. Oklahoma, let's talk about Oklahoma that. Oklahoma State doubled. They doubled their rebounds. That's good never good. Like if it's always if it's any once telling stat is like you never get doubled. Okay, maybe five. Oklahoma whatever, State, but Oklahoma State also had forty points in the paint. Jeez. So let's talk about that, KJ. You being a rebounder, like what goes into rebounding, like. A lot of it is um, a lot of it is hustle. A lot of it is taking pride in rebounding. Really, it's just like my man is not getting this rebound over me. It's, it's really 
I think rebounding is a desire thing. Again, some people have, I feel like I have a knack for knowing when the ball is going to come off and, you know, that that kind of stuff. But I, I feel like 90% of that is just, like, your desire to. That's what I was going to ask you, too. Like, when the shot goes up, are you looking, like, when the defensive end, if the shot goes up, are you looking to box out your man or are you looking to go get the rebound? So I'm looking to see where I first I see where my man is and see if he's come in or not because you know not everybody comes in and rebound but if I know I have somebody that's a, a rebounder like me I'm trying to hit them first so my whole thing is as long as my man doesn't get the rebound I'm cool like it could drop on the floor for all I care and somebody from my team gets it then you know whatever so my first thought is boxing out and then pursuing the ball and that's what I was trying to tell these these coaches on on the internet like <laughs> on Twitter bro Twitter is so funny, bro. <laughs> but I was telling them, like, as long, the, the goal is for the team to get the rebound. It's not about, like, the players. As long as you box out your man and we get the rebound, that's that's the goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. facts. But we don't even, like, we don't get a body on on yeah. other players. Like, we don't hit yeah. uh, other players. You remember Hudge used to tell us, like, fire off. Uh, yeah, be the first <laughs> one to hit. Yeah. and Football. And that's the thing, too, is I feel like, what hurts what can help you with rebounding also what can hurt you is like size and athleticism you know i wasn't tallest i wasn't the most athletic person so for me i know i had to hit my man it, it to give me a better shot of uh, of getting a rebound where i feel like the guys we have now they are athletic they are like tall but that's i think that stops them from actually trying to hit their man and just trying to like out jump somebody or out you know athlete somebody i think that's that's probably more the problem than anything Nobody's hitting anybody. I think that's why Sean got mad at me because of that Bailey game. He got pushed in the back. Yeah. It was an obvious foul, but if Sean would have fired off into him, then the the, the Russ would have called the foul. Yeah. That's all I was trying to say, Sean. <laughs> I, I seen Sean the other day, too. I was going to ask him about it when he was shooting, but I didn't want to piss him off. You already did that enough, so. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a tough environment right now. I, I couldn't even imagine. I would probably stop going to the private facility if I was you, bro. Like, I wouldn't be in there doing that shit. Bro, it's, it's tough, man, because it's, like I told you um, last episode, I don't want to, I'm trying to, like, help as much as I can. So if I go in there rebounding and I get a rebound over someone, I'm like, yo, hit me. Or I'm going to keep on, like, getting this rebound yeah. over you. So I'm, it's more of a teaching thing than anything. But I could see in their eyes, you know, some, even if they make a sarcastic joke, like, yo, when are you leaving? Like, <laughs> it was like, yo, leave already, bro. Like, why are you still here? And they'll But I know, fun. like, the energy in there with everybody, like, the, from the training staff, doc, from the coaches, from the managers, from the players, I know the energy in there is just down. Like, it has to be, like, kind of depressing, right? Like, Zapped. I already like they lost what eight and seven in a row, some shit like that. Seven, like, yeah. I already know. Eight out of that was eight out of their last nine after mm-hmm. yesterday. So yeah. it's yeah, it's snowing outside. Like I wouldn't want to be in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. Everybody in there, like I wouldn't want to be in that type of environment, bro. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, Malik Malik talked about after the game. He said it's rough on us. Every loss it weighs on us, especially coming off of a win yeah we were all happy enjoying life and we've just got to take it game by game that's exactly what they need to do now it's turning into a mental block right yeah. now it's turning into uh 
oh man, like we've lost eight out of nine, like we're never going to get out of this slump. And then the negativity starts to roll, right? right? And then you start getting down on yourself. You start getting angry at your teammates because they're not doing what you think they should do. And it's going to cause friction. Best thing to do, take a deep breath and say, fuck it, today starts now. And that's it. And just move on from it. You have to. I agree. <laughs> you have to. I definitely agree. It's, it's, it's hard, man, because you're not going to get any pats on the back. You're not going to get, uh, oh, everything is going to be okay. You know what I mean? We just... If anything, you're gonna be keep getting beaten to the ground more until you. Bunch <laughs> of like, it's really not something you can expect somebody else to get you out of. You have to. They have to come together as a team. That's the only way to get out of this. Is that they come together yep. and be like yeah, us against right. everybody else. Even sometimes you got to feel like it's us against the coaching staff, which is not. But you got to have that mentality. Like we know what we are, so we just got to have each other's back. Like even if nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so you, you you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, is that the sign? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you said it right there. Like they just got to come together, man. They can't stop fighting with each other. They can't stop pointing the finger at each other. They got to come together. And if I was there, if I was on that team, I would basically just use it every game as just like a a building experience. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. a building block, just to get better every day and, and go to the next level. Like. I'm not really sure what's going on, like if they're going to make the tournament or anything, but I wouldn't really worry about none of that, man. They, these guys have a lot of basketball yeah. left to play. So I mean, they can't think like in the now, you know what I mean? They just have to think about like the future, if that's if that makes sense. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go. What uh, Hug said after the game, he was like, I'm not standing, like I'm not going out like this. Like some, I'm going to do whatever is humanly possible to change this. But I don't, I don't know what more he can do. But Kaiser, you want to know what's crazy though? Like when we played, like every mistake we had, like we was mm-hmm. coming out of the game, bro. He doesn't do that anymore. I think now he has been doing that. Just again, I don't, I don't want to like just the, the vibe from what I see. If somebody me- even practice, somebody messes up, there's somebody else coming in. Like he's. He's been doing that for the last couple of weeks from what I can see is just like, yo, rotating people in. Like if one person is not doing a job, he's getting somebody else in there. He hasn't sub like games he was sub five yeah. out of the time. Like, <laughs> like he really didn't care. Like he was gonna figure out mm-hmm. a way to make it work. Like I just I mean, he has a lot of seniors now, like he's gonna show love to ties and them. But he used to do that, like and that would get the motivation going with the players and stuff like that, but I really don't think he does that anymore. Like I remember my short leash, but KJ, you you could do whatever you oh, wanted. But stop saying that, bro. That never happened. It's kind of crazy, man. Do you think so it's I'm, it's he's trying to basically? What's the word I want to use? And I don't want to say that these guys are like that, but I've noticed this as an overall trend with the younger generation. Um, they tend to get butt hurt easy. That's who. And maybe he thinks if I take them out for making a mistake then they're going to sit there and dwell on it and get pissed off about it, but not in a good way. And yeah. then it, the whole team's just going to break down. Maybe that's part of it. It's, yeah, we, you can't coach him like how he used to coach him. No. That's, that's and sure. it's a balance, man. It's, <laughs> okay, yeah, I can keep subbing people out, but at, at the end of the day, you're going to have to eventually come up with a lineup that's going to help you win. Mm-hmm. So I don't think all the time just keep subbing people in and out like a Damn, like people on the freaking hamster wheel, like you just like keep on going in and out of the lineups. 
I don't think that's good too because event, you're going to have to build chemistry in one lineup. And whether I guess maybe if that's playing seven or eight people or shrinking down the you know those the minutes, that might be the best mm -hmm. solution. You're going to have to find that somehow. I don't know who that's going to be. Help spread the word about our podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend. Another big topic that I was arguing on Twitter with for a long time. I mean, KJ, you're in practice with uh, mm -hmm. Isaiah Cottrell. Like, how's he looking in practice? Uh, I think, so Isaiah, I'm going to start by saying Isaiah is super talented to me. He has a lot of upside. I just, I'm going to just be real. We being real, real. I just don't think this is, I just don't think this is the program for him. Like, uh, to to be honest, like I don't think I don't see him. Okay, I look at him and I'm like, okay, what can he work on to be better? How can he get more minutes? And I think he is who he is as a player for the most part. You know, he's a skill big. He can shoot. He can do a little bit of everything. Not the. So basically, what you're saying, like, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. He's not aggressive yes. enough to play for coach. At least right now, and I don't know. Maybe that might change. Maybe that comes with age and experience. He's a freshman, right? but he he was supposed to be a freshman last year, and then he got hurt for the rest of the year, so he's redshirt freshman. So maybe that yeah, comes I, with I, experience, I but even with that redshirt year, I'm expecting him not to obviously not average like 15 or 20, but to be comfortable enough because you already had a year in the program, whether you were playing or not, you kind of yeah. know what Coach Huggins expects from you. So yeah, he he's he's a West Coast kid, like he's real calm, laid back. It don't seem like nothing really bothers him. So and, and I don't know if the coaches see that as you're not playing hard or what, but that's just his demeanor. That's just who he is as a person. He just doesn't look comfortable, mm -hmm. right? Like he doesn't look like when he gets the ball. Like it's like he's rushing to like make a play. Mm -hmm. He's thinking a lot instead of just letting the game come to him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's bigger than everybody. Like I'm pretty sure if he just takes his time. <laughs> on the block and just back somebody and shoots a, a regular hook shot, he's going to score 75% mm -hmm. of the time. You know what I mean? And then that'll open up different things. Like, So on Twitter, <laughs> someone said, like, I w if I was Hugs, I would never play Cottrell again. Just, mm -hmm. just open up the wormhole. I said I would give him the ball mm -hmm. more. I said that so because that would get him more comfortable on the court. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, experience he's shooting the ball he's missing shots he's getting more comfortable on the court you know yeah. what i mean then someone just threw out a random <laughs> a random stat and said i want to get it wrong let me uh someone said he's literally the worst rated big 12 player on offense and they had uh they had the stat to prove it or how how would you how would you prove I'm that like, yeah how would you <laughs> right yeah, how do you prove that? There's no uh, how can how? Bro, this opened up a big wormhole, bro. You want me yeah, to read please, this story, bro? Because this doesn't make sense. So shout out to Ray Raymond, though. I mean, okay. he's from Charleston, West Virginia. We later got on like a spaces and like, okay. we talked about it. It got pretty <laughs> intense. I think Ethan, <laughs> Ethan was there. I think Dave might have been there. But he said a guy named Evan who does stats like numbers. It's like, like Kem, it's like he's Kem an analytical stuff. Guy. I don't know what Kem Palm is either. I don't know what that is. I don't either. It's just another like basketball nerd. Stat. Okay. 
thing where they the computer tells who's good and who's not. Okay. Mm. So he said a guy named Evan Mikhaila was on a podcast and he he was the one that said it. So that op- that to me that's like all right, you're just repeating something that someone else said on this podcast. Yep. You don't mm-hmm. even know like which and that's a bold statement like <laughs> he's the worst rated offensive player in the Big 12. Like how do you come up with that? And that basically just got into like all right, these deep stats are basically a way for fans that really don't understand the game. It's a way for them to get involved in the conversation. Right. And he took he took offense to uh guy Raymond, he took offense to that. He basically thought it was saying, Oh, you don't play mm-hmm. basketball, you never played at a high mm-hmm. level, so uh you can't really talk basketball. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm like that's a crazy stat to just throw yeah. out there though, because someone else said it. Some of these stats don't mean anything. I hate analytics. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I feel like they are useful in certain right. situations, but people go overboard like with analytics, and it's taking out the human part of basketball. You can't just rely on a computer to tell you who's good or not. You know, sometimes you go, you go with the eye test, too. Like, there's other components, like you said, John, about does he feel comfortable when he gets the ball? Like, is it something where it's just like a mental block is the analytics can never put that into data you know what i mean like the human part of basketball you're only looking at stats which it doesn't tell the story all the time because somebody could average 30 but if they take 30 shots a game and they're shooting 40 percent from the field (laughs) are they really a good player or are they just getting more of an opportunity so analytics doesn't always tell the, the whole story i just feel like i don't know and that's basically what I was trying to explain. Like, but I mean, the guy's a numbers guy. Like, he this is how they came up with it. Because the guy Evan wrote me, he said, "Here's the West Virginia players ranked according to Basin performing rating, whatever that is, which quali- which quantifies overall player impact. The main column for uh, Noel, I mean, Cottrell, yeah." Adjusted team efficiency margin, how many points plus 100 possessions. I mean, per, per 100, 100 possessions, WVU is outscoring opponents while he's on the floor. That's how they came up with that number. I'm like, why is it like? So, I don't. Like, I, you can figure that out, bro. You can figure out, like, how to yeah. be a millionaire or something. Like, you could change the world. Like, yeah. How does that directly affect Isaiah, though? <laughs> you, he's talking about how much points or whatever the point. Di- are they saying the point differential when Isaiah's on the court? You know there's yeah, four you know there's four court. other players on the court while Isaiah's on the court too. How can you direct that strictly to Isaiah? How does that It says work? the team it says I mean, the team gets outscored fifteen and a half when Isaiah's on the floor on offense. But how does he exactly. directly That's impact that? That's though. what I don't understand. Are we talking man yeah, on man? That, like his dude shooting it up? Is that what we're talking about? Because no, otherwise it's, it's a team stat. It ain't a fucking Isaiah Cottrell stat. other people stat. on the court. Like that, that's impossible to link that to one specific person. Exactly. So basically I was just like, yo, y'all don't really know basketball. Dude got mad. Like, he didn't get mad. He just, he took offense to it. Like, I'm tired of, like, athletes, pro athletes telling regular people they can't talk basketball. So later that night we got on Spaces. <laughs> Basically, he he challenged me to like to do any other sport, turning to that. So I said, "Yo, 
he said football. I was like, I don't play football, but I box. We could box. <laughs> oh man, it's turning to something else. <laughs> Hold up, KJ. What's the number one? What's the top two sporting events for charity? Boxing. Yeah. Boxing uh, yeah. For sure, right? Yeah. Golf. Golf. Yeah, I think would be number golf. two. Yeah. So I mean, basically, he was like. He thought I was like offended him or something like that. And KJ, you got to stop doing this, man, because he he threw out the oh you're from a skunk, <laughs> a cul-de-sac. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wrong out. there. Like he had a point there. Everything else, I disagree. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. What you does you have? What are you living on a cul-de-sac have to do with fucking anything? I don't know. KJ has to stop <laughs> doing this. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I heard on the podcast. Hugs Yo, been to your house. Funny. You had a big circular driveway. I was like, Yo, you gotta stop hilarious. doing this. But nah, it was a hilarious spaces. I mean, we all like we he understood where I was coming from at the end. I understood where he was coming from at the end. It was a it was a cool little Yeah. Shout out to Raymond, man. Shout out to cool little Shout out to him. But I, I just feel like when stuff goes wrong, you always have to find a scapegoat or the reason why stuff is going wrong. Yeah. I I don't now I don't think Isaiah has been playing to his potential and that could be coaching that could be just him whatever i can i can agree with that but at the same time to say something directly correlates with just isaiah or for a reason for him not to play at all i can't agree with it right yeah i mean that's he's only shooting yeah. four shots a game first of all but don't like who's comfortable shooting the ball that who's only shooting four shots a game what are you saying? But he's shooting. He's shooting thirty-two minutes. percent for a big man. He's not. <laughs> and then again, that goes to he's playing the five, and he's supposed to be playing the fucking yeah. the four. But he is shooting threes. He's yeah. missing his threes. And and it comes I like know, I said. Man. There there's a level of responsibility that he has to take too. Because when you get whether you it's four shots, two shots, whatever, you got to make the most of your opportunity. So when you get that, you and you mm-hmm. know that I'm only going to get this amount of shots, the level of importance to make every one goes up. So I know if I'm only getting four shots, I at least yeah. got to make two to three. Like, that's my idea when I'm coming to a game. Whoa. What? I what have you ever been in that situation? Why are you always like, that's not a, that's not I a thing, bro. I was... You shot more than four shots. Yeah, because I took it on myself to do that. But I came out of and but no, but what I'm saying is I came out of the game. If I wasn't making now, if I'm making them, then yeah, you're not gonna take me out. And I just was making more than John was making. So it was like I was just playing more than John, so (laughs) I think my percentage had ever. We can look that up. That's a stat you can look up. (laughs) Look it up. What What do we think? Yeah, please look up, you know. Okay. I'm curious what what do you guys think that Isaiah's specialty is and or could be, right? Like where does he fit? Do we know? I, I for me just seeing him play, um, I think he he's a, a pick and pop big man. He's more of a, a pick and pop than a roller. Uh, he does. I don't want to say he doesn't like contact, but he would prefer to to face up to shoot over like to turn around, shoot jumpers over people. Like, that's where he's most comfortable. And with, you know, mm-hmm. the way Coach Huggins, John, you can attest to this, the way our big men are trained, back to the basket, hook shots, 
up and under stuff like that. So in that traditional way, nah, he Isaiah doesn't fit that mold. Mm. So are you saying that Isaiah's transfer? Not should he transfer? Would he be more successful in a different program? Would it be like an Oscar situation? Don't do this to me, John. <laughs> Don't do this to me, John. As a matter of fact, Don't do this to me. I mean, we keeping it real. I mean, it, it doesn't work sometimes with players. You know what I mean? I, the worst thing that can happen for us as a team is to lose him because he's a mm-hmm. special talent. You know what I mean? But but if he doesn't fit at the end of the day, yeah, that's true. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say it goes to twofold. I think that he has to he has to get tougher in that situation, and then also the coaches have to let him be who he is in order. If now, if you let him be who he is and he plays a certain way and it's not working and it's not it's not conducive to winning, okay, cool. Then I'm just like, all right, well, it's not working. But I can't say that it's not working because they're. I feel like they're not letting him be who he is as a player. They're trying to to make him something that he's not. But right. at the same time, though, he could be a much better player if he played the way Hugs. With that toughness, of course. If he had that toughness that Hugs wants him to have. He'd be a exactly. much, way better player. I, I think Hugs is trying to bring the best out of him, and it's kind of like a, a tug of war situation. Control mm-hmm. wants to play his way, Hugs wants him to play this way. Balance. He's not, balance. Maybe he's not comfortable coming out of his yeah. comfort zone. A lot of people aren't, yeah. so it's not surprising. Especially at that age. Like, like, so, like KJ said, he has to he has to take some responsibility on himself mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I just also think that man. Uh, let's just take let's just take KD for example. Like somebody you know, I'm I, I'm not comparing Isaiah to KD. I'm just saying that like when you have somebody, <laughs> let's just say when you have somebody that's talented, you're gonna try to make them play your way the way you want. But also, I feel like there's a little bit of give as far as being a coach that you have to have to let them be. Because there's a reason that Isaiah is there. There's a reason why Hugs recruited Isaiah. And he's been playing that way all his... Mm-hmm. So I was like, there has to be some kind of give. I don't really like when... And I'm not saying Hugs is doing this, but when coaches try to make somebody... Like, you recruited me because of who I am. I understand you trying to make me a better player, but you also have to let me be me too. So there has to be some kind of a balance right. there, I think. That's a fact. That's a yeah. Fact. Hey, also, I, I just... I got one I more s- question. Oh, good. Do you think JB can create no. shots? Somebody said, yeah, or no? Someone said we should get JB the ball more. I mean, we should run offense through JB. How? And I was like, JB's fine at doing, creating shots, like driving more, doing basically what Taz does. But I was saying JB's doing good at what he does now. Like, he's Mm -hmm. making threes, being efficient. Why would you change that up with eight games left in the season? To make him do something, put him Again, out of his I don't think something. that's something he would right. be comfortable with. Imagine if they just turned around and was like, yo, I need you to do what Taz does. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm not Taz. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to I just wanna make sure I'm not tripping, but I'm talking to someone else with some real like basketball yeah. sense and knowledge. You know what I mean? Instead of like people on Twitter that really don't have basketball yeah. sense. And what were you saying, Ash? Oh, my bad. Go ahead. That's what I- Oh, I was talking about, did you see see Huggins' quotes after that game? Because it's kind of like, ooh. Um, he said, I'm, I told them I'm good with seven. If the rest of you want to leave and go, leave and go. That's fine. But I'm good with seven. 
So yeah, apparently, we <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's good with again. Like you get emotional after your game. Like you, you know, I, I really not to say that he doesn't believe what he's saying because I really do feel like he would be comfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. with seven. But realistically. That doesn't work. This isn't the early '90s. Like you can't do. Like you're not winning with seven people. I. <laughs> I don't need the motherfuckers. I don't need them. I don't need them. I'm gonna get my. Yeah, that's. I think that's yeah. more of like a pride thing. Like, but I mean, he will go with seven, he and he has he gone with seven before, and, and one. Yeah. Now, will you win with seven? And that's the thing yeah. is, so at the end of the day, it's about winning. However you get it done, it's about winning. And I and just trying to find a way that's, like I said, conducive to winning. I, so playing seven people, okay, you can get away with it maybe a game or two. You go into Kansas playing, you go playing Kansas, you playing seven people. Texas playing seven people. <laughs> I don't see that working yeah, out happening. too well. So mm-hmm. I, I get what he's saying, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's. He's a great Huggs is a great coach because he's a great motivator. I think he's motivating the guys. Like when he publicly says, "Yo, they're not in the gym," he's motivating guys to get in the gym. When he publicly says, "I'll go with seven, he's motivating guys to buy in and do yeah. what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's what it is. I really don't think he would actually. Yeah, I mean, that's why I say don't put that because he's. You know what I mean? Like he he would. Ethan, you got that stat. Yeah, I got that stat. Don't uh, hurt John's heart John, like this. You average, you average forty-seven percent from the field. KJ averaged forty-nine. Oh, burn, Ooh. slow burn. How's that feel? <sighs> How's that feel, John? That's cool. Hey, how many, hey, many so shots? When John take, complains bro? about coach not letting him shoot, y'all know why not. When he complains, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many shots do you average, Ethan? And how many shots did I average? Even, that's average even worse. If I average more shots than you and then still had a higher percentage, that's even worse. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I How's had more worse? chances to miss than you did. And I still made more than you. If I took if I took two shots uh-huh. and made one, okay. that's 50%. If you t- if you took three shots and made two, that's 60 And that's a higher percentage what? than you, John. What, what, That's what I'm saying. So it's not really again, like I still had more chances to miss than you did. I took a whole extra shot. Yeah. KJ took five. I didn't and have and the other opportunity. And five and, and Isaiah only took and Isaiah's taking four. So what so John, what were you saying? You mm. not comparing it earlier. But all right, it's cool, man. Oh well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Isaiah <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of shots for a freshman. So. Whatever. I mean, when that five freshman made forty nine. Almost half of his shots that he's shooting, then I guess that's what happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the 49 is, is <laughs> way better than 47. No. How, how many did I shoot, uh, Ethan? What did you say? How many shots did John put up? That season he took 133. No, like average. Like how many average? Oh, uh, three. Yeah, per 3. game. 8. Okay, so John was oh. taking less shots. So, yeah, it's yeah. exactly what you said, KJ. That's what I said. So, it's even worse. So, what's better, though? Someone taking less shots? And, and making less a less percentage? That's worse or... than somebody taking more shots and making a higher percentage. That's worse, John. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Is it? Yes. 
know, whatever. Bro. Definitely. <laughs> Look, you did this. You do this to yourself, man. I don't know why you do it to you. <laughs> There's only two. <laughs> we're not gonna say it like it wasn't two percent. So. Well, and it, exactly, we're John. We're not gonna sit here and bash because clearly that's a good percentage. That's not a I'm bad just messing percentage, with you, bro. <laughs> but anyway like to conclude this all right let's ask let's ask raymond what his thoughts are on this too john <laughs> ask, ask raymond about uh, like efficiency while we're on the court see if he can bring that up it got it got dark like he started telling me about how he's from west charleston how he was brought up when that like, come bro, <laughs> What's that have to do with anything? All because <laughs> KJ wanted to say that I live in a circle of draw with. What does it matter? What does it matter that you that you grew up that way? Who cares? What does it matter? He called me home. I was like, what? He's saying John doesn't have the street credibility to talk about. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, it got weird. I think he some. just wanted to talk, talk to you, bro. You know, I like. I think he just wanted to talk to you. But um, just to conclude what we were saying, okay. I, I think that uh, I don't know what else Coach Huggins can do to get them out of this. So funny you should say that because his next quote was, I can sit here and say we got to get better. Mm -hmm. We've been working on it and we seemingly mm -hmm. haven't gotten better. I think we've got a group that is very satisfied to sit on their laurels. Yeah, and I, yeah. And he could I be mean, right. I kind of seen that a little bit. They were kind of talking about that because I practiced with them Thursday. Uh, this past Thursday before they went up there and um, the guys were and I but I get it though at the same token it's just like you lost seven straight and then I find, then we finally get a big win of course I'm you know what I mean of course right. there's gonna be some kind of complacency because it's like yo we haven't felt this feeling in a long time we finally got a win so yeah mm -hmm. I'm gonna feel good about it but at the same time knowing that you got to string a couple of these together before you can feel good about anything you still not out exactly. of the just because you won that game. I mean, it was a big game to win, but you still not out of the foxhole yet. Like you still fighting for your tournament lives right now. Mm hmm. Some of the guys are admitting that they're not listening to the coaching staff. The last two weeks. Oh, really? The last two weeks, Katie Johnson and Malik Curry have can't come out and said that the team needs to listen to the coaching staff more. Yeah, buy in. If they buy in, then yeah. I think everything will work out. Like they, they. I saw them running five out motion, but of course they're not running it right. Like there's five spots. Stay on your fucking spot until it's time to move. <laughs> like, there's always people in the in the paint and doing all types of stuff. Like if they would have run it right, if they would have bought into hugs and run it the right way, they they'll, they'll see the results. If you buy in, you're yeah. gonna see results. Listen, so, I don't think there's any question on anybody's mind that mm -hmm. Hugs is a great coach. Obviously, the numbers Clearly. speak for themselves, but you make up a valid you make a valid point like where did the trust get lost, right? Why don't they trust him? Why aren't they I think listening? you again, That's what we I talked about know. this before. You have a whole bunch of fifth-year seniors that come into a hug system is kind of like being a freshman all over again. Imagine being taught something for 4 years and now you're being taught something totally new and you just mm -hmm. got 1 year to learn it. That's tough for it. That's tough for anybody. Mm. So I don't think it's more of them. True. Maybe it is some of them just like openly just saying, no, I don't want to do this. But I think it's more is like they don't have enough time. You you know how when you first get into the into the program, John, it's an adjustment. 
it takes more that first yeah. year is that adjustment year and then usually people start taking off after their sophomore year but these these guys only got one year to learn it after being yeah. taught something different for the last four years mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's you basically have to buy in like a lot of like when i first came out speak for myself i had a, a shot rule you can't shoot Mm-hmm. under a certain amount of time on the clock. A lot of kids nowadays are saying, fuck True. that, I'm not doing that. Mm. <laughs> Which could go either way. Like, it can go, KJ said, fuck that, basically, and shot five shots a game, but he was making the shots. So if you make the shots, you're going to play. If you don't, then y'all go, y'all are going to butt heads. That's so it's basically that. Is it selfishness, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a star. I'm gonna yeah. show everybody. But I don't I'm think selfishness. Sort of thing, right. Well, at least I hope. I don't think selfishness in a way of I'm trying to outshine anybody. I think everybody just wants to contribute, and they think. And I feel like a got lot you. of them think that if they're not scoring, they're not contributing. A lot of them don't think that if they're if they're playing defense, that's contributing. If they're rebounding, that's contributing. Like if everybody had Gabe's mindset where it's just like, yo, I'm going to just go out and do exactly whatever the team needs me to do to win. That would be fine. But I think everybody's just worried about like scoring as a way to contribute. And that's, and we all know that's not the only way you can do that. Agreed. I think, uh, Gabe and Hugs got into it last game. Yeah. Something happened. What what happened with that? What happened with that? So Gabe, the, the ref called Gabe out of bounds, I'm pretty sure. He called a dead ball, and the ref was right next to Gabe, and Gabe kind of taunted with him with the ball and bounced it to the other official across the court. He got one tech for that, and then he kept running his mouth, so then he got another tech, and then Hugs told him to get the F off the floor. Oh, that was probably for his game. own benefit, yeah. honestly. Yeah. It's probably why he said that. Like, <laughs> dude, get the fuck off the floor. Like, this is about to get ugly. Oh, uh, I thought it was uh, they got into it. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought what, too. That's, that's what I heard. I didn't know the game got ejected. That's crazy. Yeah, I think that sucks because you know Gabe is, I think, the leader of the team at least mm-hmm. vocally. Like he's the one that leads the team. So, and it, you know, you get caught up in the heat of the game, stuff happens. But and Gabe could get a bucket too. That's true. Gabe is just, Gabe can score, bro. When he <laughs> like he can score, he just I don't know. He's been way more aggressive on offense this season than. Any season at West Virginia, or I think he's more comfortable. Yeah, he could he could get a bucket. Think they're encouraging him more to break people down off because he is good at breaking people down. Not only getting to the basket, uh, pass passing like he's a good passer. He's really good. Yeah, Yeah. footwork crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 gonna be a good pro. I think. I think so too. Keeps that same motor. Yeah, I agree. You know how it is. Some guys become pros. Their motor stops. Stop doing what they're good at, like KJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll see. We'll see. What are y'all thinking about this uh, this Kansas State game coming up on Monday? Because that's a big turnaround. They got today off, and then now next game is tomorrow. What y'all think about that? Because Kansas State is a great team. I won't say a great team, but at home, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a tough game. We barely beat them here with with half day team. So true, that is true. Listen, I think the potential is always there, right? We know when these guys are on, they're fucking on, and that's mm-hmm. the issue. Will they show? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just no consistency. No consistency. 
And I don't know where their mindset is right now. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So I can't honestly tell you which way it's going to go. Yeah. I say give Isaiah the ball. <laughs> Let him work out. Let him work out, man. Yeah. I just, I just don't want him to transfer, honestly. I said me neither. <laughs> me neither. I mean, I, I see people are kind of low, low on him right now, but I, I yeah, really, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they're but I really see potential, and I could, I maybe I could be wrong, but I think if he gets in a spot where he's, you know, he's doing what the coaches want him to do, but then the coaches are also letting him kind of rock out too. I think he could be a really good player for us. But I honestly blame you, bro. I really do. You don't take him to the side and say, "Yo." The first thing I would take him to the side and say is, "Yo," whenever you're not feeling the rhythm, you're getting out of place. Just duck somebody in the middle of the paint, bro. Demand I, the ball right here. I literally shoot, do that all the time. Shoot a hook shot. <laughs> I literally, I literally do that. I lit, nonstop, just talk to him about different stuff that he could do to help uh, get in the flow of the game. You're probably showing him like the backouts, all the, 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 the more experienced stuff. This is like no. basic fundamentals. Running transition still right here in the middle of the paint. He's gonna foul you, or you're gonna get. A, a hook shot. So a hook That's shot is not fundamental. That's how you get involved in the game. Huh? A hook shot is not fundamental? He's saying it is. No, I said you're showing him yeah, the back out. No, but I, I'm showing him everything. No, exactly. Just, his problem right now is getting his rhythm. Like He doesn't look comfortable. So whenever you feel that way, you need to feel involved in the game. What's, what are you going to do? You're going to go right to the middle of the paint. You're going to seal, get a foul, or a hook shot. And I, and I'm, and I told him, and I've been telling him that too, but also with that comes along with, you still want to keep your tool sharp. You still don't know if whenever that time may come, let's just say they might let him rock out. They might keep on giving him the ball like you're lobbying for. And then what? And then now I haven't been working on nothing but a hook shot now. So now that's the only thing I know how to do is a hook shot. You got to see why I blame KJ. Nope. Sounds like a great. He he has to eh? It's one step at a time. Like you're showing him all this. That's the first this, thing uh, I start out with is hook Joel and B stuff. You're showing him the Joel and B stuff, and all he needs to do is get involved a little bit more first. Get feel like just get your feet on you first. He hasn't he hasn't done that yet. Yeah, but that's not on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with me? That's why I blame KJ. That has nothing to do with that's me. That's yeah. I can only teach what I can teach. Stay, stay, stick with me, Isaiah. I'll be back, man. I got yeah, you, stick with the guy that shot 47%, not 49%. Stick with that guy. <laughs> Learn from that guy. Oh, God, God. oh, my God. By the way, our remaining schedule is kind of terrifying because we only have two home games left, and they're against Kansas and fucking Texas. Damn. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. TCU ain't no slouch either. And then we got a, a Iowa State at in Iowa State. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we got, you know, at TCU, at Iowa State, and at Oklahoma for our last game. But I'm saying, like, our only two home games, which are, if we're going to win a game, it'll be a home game, right? Because the energy. But it's against fucking Kansas and Texas. Like, that is nerve-wracking. Yeah. Right now, we got seven games, which I'll call on the rest of the schedule. (sighs) I'm saying I'm going to go optimistic and say four and three the rest of the way. Four and three? Yeah. That's a poss it's a possibility. I'ma say we get Kansas at home. I'ma say we get TC I'ma say we win all our 
all three of our home games. So Kansas, TCU, and Texas. And then I'm gonna say TCU's we get not home. TCU's away. No, we still have TCU but there at home. Be, too. No, we still TCU at home. Oh yeah, it's, it's, make, it's a makeup game. It's the last game, the home game. It's a makeup game. Oh, or whatever. it's yeah. okay. Never mind. It wasn't on my screen. There yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah, so Kansas, yep. TCU, Texas, and I say we get uh, K State tomorrow. Those are my four. You think we're gonna take um, Kansas and Texas at home? Yeah. We that's have optimistic. we have no choice. Well, that's true. We don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> we gotta get a I'm we gotta going. get a one more. Like I say, we need one at least two more big wins, and those would be. We need the big. That's, yeah. That's at, at home. That's the perfect time to do it. That's right. No, you're absolutely I'm, right. I'm not doing this with you guys. No, why not? You just not? lost hope. Yeah. You lost just hope. Give Isaiah the ball, man. That's all I said. <laughs> yeah. John said, "Fuck these games. Give Isaiah the ball." <laughs> It's a lot of it's a lot of different uh, variables to us winning these games. It's just too many to predict. I'm not even. That's why. I say, that's why they're called predictions. You don't know what's gonna happen. Exactly. <laughs> just not, make a sure. prediction. This is the forecast. We're supposed to forecast things. Forecast is a prediction. Predict- <laughs> <laughs> what a freaking idiot! Oh, <laughs> forecast is a, is a prediction. Yes. Yes. Or is it like calculated? Like it's a seventy percent chance. It's still a prediction. It's still a prediction. (laughs) You still don't know what's gonna happen. Really? Next time you watch a, I thought it was more than weather forecast. Notice how different it is from what really happens. It's a prediction. They're just predicting weather patterns. I really thought it was more than just a, a guess. I mean, it's an educated guess. You can see like storms coming. Like you can see. On Doppler radar, if something is going to happen or not, right? But but you never Doppler know radar? if it's going to change. It can, it can change at the drop of a hat. It's still and it a, does a lot. Guess it's just a, it's yeah. still a guess, though. Uh, I don't think that's truthful. Okay, trust me, it is. <laughs> I took meteorology in school. I can tell you, it's a fucking educated guess. Ash, don't go into this. That's now. why it's a seven-day forecast <laughs> and not a seven-day guarantee. So anybody could be a weatherman. I could be predicting the weather. I could look outside Why are y'all hey, doing this? Right just skip past this. We already know. I'm just asking a question. Can I look outside right now and say, hey, it's going to rain? Yeah, you Can could. You? <laughs> you could. And I could call myself a weatherman. But here's the thing. We're not talking about today. They forecast seven, ten days out. That's and they are guesses. You... Uh, okay. <laughs> John knows he's dead ass wrong. Just... I said okay, bro. Like, okay. If you go on AccuWeather, you can actually look okay, out two yeah. months ahead of time because they're that confident in their stuff. I never knew that. I might start a weather channel. Actually, J-Flow. <laughs> you should. J-Flow weather. <laughs> with J-Flow. That's crazy. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think, John? About what? About these games. Which ones are we going to Just get a prediction, bro. Is there a prediction? Seven bro, games like, left. You got to do me like that. All right. I think we beat TCU. Okay. What's that? At? At we got TCU? one we at play here. play one at TCU and one here. Yeah. All right. We beat TCU for sure. Okay. Right. Both or, or one of the games? <sighs> we split between them? I'm going to go with both. Okay. I'm going both of those. Okay. Iowa State, we beat them. Okay. So what's that? Three. Three. Oklahoma. Is that at home? No, it's away. That's a loss. Texas Three, and Morgantown. That's a loss. Three, two. Who else? Kansas. Kansas at home. 
loss. Three three, and then K State tomorrow. K State tomorrow. I think we. I think we upset them. So four three, like I said. So four three. Cool. Mm-hmm. Dash. Oh, man, it's a tough one. I think we take K State tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Kansas at home. Hmm. Where are they ranked right now? Do we know? Top ten. Top ten? Oh fuck. That. <laughs> well fuck. But we beat All right, them. I think that's probably gonna be a, <laughs> we beat that's them probably before. gonna be a loss, kids. <laughs> we beat them before top ten though. Well, true. I'm not saying here's the thing. I, let me preface by saying we could win theoretically almost all of these. Yeah. Possibly all. <laughs> If we bring our A game, again, it's hard for me to predict because I don't know whose show we got. Yeah, that's I don't know what's going to happen. If they were more consistent, if they were more consistent, then it it wouldn't be so hard. But it's just like you don't know which team is going to show up. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, a tornado's coming tomorrow. Everybody buckle down inside the houses. It's good to prepare, though. Even you'd rather be prepared and it (laughs) not happen. forecast. Yo, don't. Yeah. That's a wild forecast, by the way. <laughs> You'd be better off saying, I think it's going to snow tomorrow. It's like, I've seen Just some wind you know. blow, and I think a tornado is on its way. I've seen some wind blowing outside. <laughs> some leaves moving. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Kansas State, yes. Kansas, eh, probably not. Um, TCU games. Here. That one, I think. I think we could take both of those. I do, too. I do. I, I, think we I, do. Take both. I do. Um, so, one, two, three. And I think we take Iowa State. So, four, three. We all got four, three, though. Mm-hmm. All right. That sounds about that's right. Not, that's the best case scenario. It, is, it really case. is the best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan? Uh. Probably, I would say three and four. It's gonna come down to the. It's gonna come down to the wire if they get into the tournament or not. I think they'll get back into the bubble, but I think we'll be sweating on Selection Sunday. You think Coach will uh, coach them in the NIT? KJ, would he and should he is two different. <laughs> it's two different things. Would he? He told I, us he wasn't going to coach. He said he was going to send Coach Harrison to coach. Yeah, I believe, and I believe that too. But that's so messed up. <laughs> if he ever, if he ever did, that's so messed up. How are you going to leave them? <laughs> right? How are you going to leave the team you built? Yes. How do we not ask Hugs about that on the on the? We gotta ask. Did he say that before? Really after talk? we interviewed him? No, we were about to like we were on like the bubble. Uh, like I guess he uses motivation in practice one day. He's like, I, I won't coach. I'm not coaching him. If they go to <laughs> NIT, I'm not going. You take him away. <laughs> but what's worse though is not making anything at all. Because there was a year, I think it was a year or two that he didn't make anything at all, or going to NIT. Which more is NIT more embarrassing, right. or like what is NIT? Is, what what does NIT stand for? <laughs> not the in not tournament. In, the not invited tournament. <laughs> Exactly. But that's more embarrassing more, than not making anything at all, though. I think so. I think some teams turn that shit down. Damn. I don't know. Though. Would he do it? No. Should he? Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. I really don't think he would coach them. <laughs> like, think about it. If Hugs, if Hugs won an NIT tournament, would that go like go with his record? Like, you put that on his record. Everybody was like, cool when, uh, when B-Line did it. Wasn't y'all wasn't y'all fine with that? 
went Ash as being a, a West Virginian. Wasn't y'all fine with going to winning the NIT tournament? Well, yeah, it's still a tournament at the end of the day. We're not good enough to get in the NCAA. Tournament. Might as well win something. something. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't. A think win's people, a fucking win. I don't, I don't give a shit would... if it's against freaking Joe Schmo down the street. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't think people like would trip like games. that. Yeah. It's like those bowl games. Yeah. So. That's it. I don't know. Does the is the Heineke bowl game? Heineken, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Does that matter? But we all we all admitted that bowls games don't really mean nothing unless it's the unless it's the national championship, right? They all exactly. pretty much the same. Yep. So it's basically the same with the NIT, right? Or any other. That's, that's what I'd say. But can't you use a run in the NIT to have momentum going into next season? You could. Okay. Is that what y'all did going into the next season? Did y'all use because you was on that? No, no, that was Deshaun's freshman year, right? Yeah, don't, don't put oh, okay, my bad. bad. I thought you don't do that. Did you? Uh, all right, so that's I led, I led all my WVU teams into the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so, wait, did you because you were being recruited at that time? So, did that like deter you from wanting to come there, or were you already? I committed to West Virginia my junior year. Oh, okay, year. so you okay before that even happened. Gotcha. John said he was going to fix my jump shot. Nobody could John's fix right, that though. shit. Apparently, <laughs> there are a lot of big teams that turn down the NIT. Um, Damn, I thought she was going to say I was right about the weather forecast. No, <laughs> no, no not at all. Like Duke, Louisville, Xavier, St. <laughs> John's, and Seton Hall all turned down the NIT. Yeah. And that's crazy. And that was the 2021 edition. I can see that. Okay. Well... I, I mean, I think you should play in it because, to me, I would rather win something than just not just go out without any games. But, again, I get the pride, especially if you're a team known for being in the top. In the tournament. Yeah, in the tournament mm-hmm. and, you know, in the top rankings and all that. So I can see where the pride comes in. I can right. see both sides. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, and let's remember right. the, the the people that are on that list; those are no fucking slouch exactly. teams. You know what I mean? Like those are top basketball schools, top. So the short answer: a seven-day forecast can accurately predict the weather about eighty percent of the time, and a five-day forecast can accurately predict a weather approximately ninety percent of the time. Babe, how it's was that still a guess? A fucking it's still prediction. A prediction. It's an educated it's an, prediction. Again, John. It's Just still, because they're good at predicting doesn't mean it's it, not a prediction. So every so every time the weatherman has said something, it, it's it's happened. So every time somebody said it's gonna snow today, has it happened, John? That means they they were wrong. Right. Because they predicted a prediction. <laughs> the they got the answer. Thing. They got the answer wrong. Right. The a prediction. So if if you ask me what two plus two is, that's not a prediction. Like no, because two plus two—that's math, dude. That is accurate. You can't. There's you, no there's educated no, exactly. guesses when it comes to mathematics. It, it says ninety percent accurate. Okay, that's what is the other ten percent then? Exactly. Right. Anyway, anyway, let's let's get past this because John is not going to do this to me today. Eat shit, pit. So Ash, mm-hmm. congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Yay. Put the crap in. Yes. Yeah. Dave. For those who don't know, Ash is officially off the market. Ooh. Boom. Does that make it official? Like you're officially off. I mean Listen, I've officially been off the market for a long time. How you but... <laughs> but no, seriously, I want to know that. Like mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, for me, when I'm with someone, I'm with mm -hmm. someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. I'm not looking elsewhere. Yeah. Never have. So yeah, cool. yeah. But a lot of a lot of women have like a, a what is it? The biological clock? Is that what they call you guys call it? <laughs> yeah. Like, so are you like still thinking like, damn, this dude hasn't? I mean, you guys have been together for a long time, right? Seven years, yeah. So was it ever like a point was like, man, this dude hasn't proposed yet. I'm still mm. waiting. Should I keep waiting? Did you put any pressure on him to? Propose? I mean, we had a conversation yeah. about it, but like it was never. Well, here's the thing. You say biological clock. I'm not. I'm not having children, so that's not an issue. But I mean, that's basically like a timetable of what should happen when it should happen. Like, I don't think it's just kids. It could be like marriage. I should have a job at this time. I should sure. Be at this yeah, point. I get what you're saying. I mean, there's goals involved. But like for me, I, I don't know. When in a relationship, I'm a little bit more relaxed than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things happen in their own time. I'm a firm believer in the universe reacting when it should. So. Yeah. So what is uh so I'm I'm glad we brought this up because it's like I don't like when uh -oh, the warm yeah let's go to let's go into back into the wormhole I don't like when people put pressure on like this is supposed to happen at this time like nothing right. I feel like it's every, like you said everything happens for a reason everything happens when it's supposed to like what if let's just say what if it, two three more years you say y'all been together seven years so what if you get to year ten. And he still hasn't mm -hmm. proposed. Are you putting any more pressure, or is it still letting it fly, or is it like? A I don't think point? it's. A, I don't think it's a pressure thing. Just like when we had the, a conversation. I mean, I just straight up asked him, like, "Do you want to be married? Is this a thing that you want? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a conversation." Why did you it's ask? Like, huh? I was Why just curious. You, uh, you know, we'd been together for a long time, and it's like, you know, is this something you want to do? Is marriage something that and, you always wanted to do? Or is that just something? Not that... always, but to Joe, yeah. yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Great, great question. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Because I know because some because like, some women or some people in general might do something out of like, all right, I've I've been with this person so long that we might as well like they like it's kind of like one of those things we might as well get married instead of okay, it's right. the right I time mean, to get married. I don't know exactly and. We already do. We already live like we're married anyway. You know what I mean? We share finances. We live under the same roof. Everything's intermingled. You know. So, do you why, think something's going to change when you guys get married? I don't think so. Hmm. Like the aspect of your marriage. I have so heard that there are some women that do change when they get married, but some I would assume that that's just married. their personality type, and I don't think that's me. S some men change when they get married too. That's true. Not no. trying to scare you out of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I mean, we've been together for seven years. I've known Joe since I was 15 years oh, old. Okay. Like, I don't think yeah. he's going to change. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to change. I think we're who, who we are. still going to be the yeah. same people. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same thing. <laughs> John! Don't lie. You're happy. Same. You love But, Jess. I mean, change happens, like. Natural. It's It happens. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's natural. Like, you just got to. Grow with uh, your yeah. spouse, you know what I mean? Instead Absolutely. of growing apart, that's that's basically what what happens. Like sometimes change happens, and then you grow apart instead of growing together. Yeah. So, I think. I mean, don't take marriage advice from me. I'm I'm a different type of animal here. And don't take marriage advice I think from that's me the either. Main advice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not from me either. But <laughs> I think also like people. Exactly. Accept, I, nah, I think people. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. But I think. 
also people have to accept change. Like sometimes we get into a thing where it's just like, all right, well, something's changing, so I don't like it. And I think like if you accept mm-hmm. it, that things are gonna change, but it doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be a bad change. Right. I, I think that's mm-hmm. you know when things are more likely to be better, or you know what I mean, or it doesn't have to turn out bad if you just accept it. That is gonna happen. It's a part of life. Right. A natural part of life. Yeah. Listen, I, I adapt well, so I'm not too concerned. How did Things he propose? Things change all the yeah. How was how the proposal? Like, what do you do? <laughs> so I st- still to this day don't know if it was an accident or not. And it could have been. But uh, Joe came home one night from work and it was kind of late. And he was like, I lo-, he's like, have you seen my vaccination card? Like, I know I moved it off the, the shelf in the kitchen. And I'm like... Well, if you're going to put it anywhere, you're going to put it in the safe. That makes sense to me, right? The safest place is the safe, right? So he goes in and he looks and he can't find it. Well, then he starts looking in other places, places I never would have <laughs> thought that he would put it. And I'm like, dude, you had to have missed it. It's in that safe. I know mm-hmm. it is. So I was like, I'll, I'll go look. You know what I mean? So I go in there and I open the safe and there's a Tiffany box with a ring mm-hmm. box sitting next to each other. And I'm like, uh, babe? What is this? And he comes in and he goes, oh, shit, I forgot that was in there. Which is wild because he was just in the safe. Like, how did you notice that it was in there? Well, that leads to my next question. What question do you uh, have? You might have a certain question. I don't know what I was just thinking. How long has that box been in the safe? So he told me that he's had it. And he was looking for the right time. Because I, and knowing Joe, he was probably in his head about it. Like, has to be the right moment, this, 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 and that. And so it's probably a good thing <laughs> that it did happen because God knows yeah. how long it would have went otherwise. Yo, did it, did it have cobwebs on But it was cute, though. He actually, it, well, at first he's like, oh, it's just an empty ring box. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's empty, I'm sure. And then he got he got down on one knee. And, of course, I got emotional because that oh, meant shit, something gotta, to yeah. me. I got to do this right <laughs> now. <sighs> All because I couldn't find my vaccination. <laughs> it really is, uh, right? Found what it. if you did find out that he just did that in the moment just because you found it by accident? Like, would that make the moment any less special or is, would it still be just no. as special? All right. It would be just cool. as special. Because obviously he went through the trouble to get the ring to have it there you know what i mean like obviously there's that and not to mention that it's the ring that i have wanted like since tiffany came out with this ring in 2012 it's the one that i wanted and i'm over the moon how do we not know that he didn't buy it in 2012 (laughs) that's the question i've just been waiting so i know because my best friend actually helped him get the ring so i know when the ring was bought and all that when was it bought do you wonder like do it you was, wonder, like, the ring was bought on, I think it was December 13th, but I don't think she got it to him until the week after that. So, theoretically, he only had it for maybe three mm, weeks okay. max. Okay. Do you ever wonder about, like, what the actual proposal would have been? I tend not to think of things like that. It happened the way that it happened, and that's the way the universe intended it to happen. So, nice. Very mature answer. Well, <laughs> very calculated, <laughs> thought out. Yeah, it's not just. <laughs> Alpha's just barking at a ring on the floor. And you're <laughs> like, shut up, Alpha! Dude, like, oh, literally, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, congrats, it's big time. Uh, Thank you. Anyone, any one of our forecasters want to give Ash some marriage advice? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll take it, sure. And we are live with Raymond. Raymond, what's your marriage like? It's like, well, the average marriage. (laughs) Don't be giving me no advice unless you have a successful one. Let's start there. Statistics say. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's oh, funny. that's funny. But yeah, it's it's crazy, though, that literally that happened and immediately I was promoted instantly after that, too. So alpha Jesus. Um, so it's kind of wild. <laughs> Things in my life tend to happen in sevens. And that's no joke. Everything and everything great in my life happens in sevens. And it's so weird because it's it was seven years since I'd been full-time at CLG that I got this big promotion. Seven years that Joe and I were together, he finally proposed. Mm. Like, it's weird. And I honestly think it's time that Joe's behind him to get truth. him on Joe's and ask gonna, him if he he's, intends he's a smart to do it this way. He's not, gonna, he's not even going to get on the... I'm not, I don't feel like begging him to get on the show anymore. <laughs> you already begged him about three times already. Listen, no, Joe's an introvert. Fine. I don't think we're ever going to catch him on a microphone and camera. I'm pretty ever. sure it was ox. My forecast is it was ox. <laughs> it's, it's 80%. Like I said, I don't care either right? way. It happened. Yeah. So. It was an 80%. <laughs> it wasn't an accident that he asked you to marry him. It was an accident yeah. that that's how. It's kind of cute, though. I mean, in a way, you know, like what were the chances that that was going to happen? Like he just randomly at like midnight was like, I've lost my vaccination card, knowing that I care about that. Like we got to fucking find it, you know, and that's how it played out. It was kind of it's kind of funny that that's how it happened. It's it's, it's movies for sure. You could put it in a script for sure. Yeah, pretty much. True, true. Well, it's just funny, though, that he's like, oh, shit, I forgot that was in. Like, dude, you were just in the safe. It's not like the safe is huge. It's not, it's not yeah, like yeah. as soon as you open it, it's there. So there's a 10% chance that he actually wanted you to go into the exactly. safe and find it. Could be. Could be. That's my forecast. We got to name the, the title of this episode that John's forecast. j Flo's yes. forecast. Something. j Flo's forecast. <laughs> The final forecast. Whatever. It is the name of the show, but switch up a little bit. Valentine's Day. So after getting a a big gift like that, you expect anything for Valentine's Day? No. Do you normally? We never do anything like that for Valentine's. No, we never do gifts for Valentine's Day. I don't know. I think like the first year we were together, maybe he got me flowers or something. But like to me, Valentine's Day, that's not a. You know what I mean? I don't need a special day for Ash you to tell me you're showing me how much you Ash care. Ash is an alien, bro. Like, no, I don't know if like, she's faking or no not or, or like, who's doing this for the... Babe, exactly. have, I ever, have I ever cared about Valentine's Day? Ever? Can you hear now him? Joe wants to get on the show. No, we didn't hear him. Yes, we didn't hear him. As, as I was said turning now. around like, you better fucking say you love her, <laughs> That's what Ash turned her head to do. No, but I mean, like, legit. I've never said you know we needed to let you have to give me this for valentine's day or this is what i want for valentine's day or i expect this nah, that's never, super dope man never. i could care i could give two shits enough no fucks. people the girls don't say that though but they just get upset and start acting yeah. a certain type of way around valentine's day that's that's what happens they don't say hey i want this for valentine's day but mm-hmm. if they don't get flowers in the society we live in today they see everyone else getting stuff for valentine's day mm-hmm. then they start feeling some type of way like do you feel some type of way if you don't get anything for Valentine's nope because day? i don't live my life in comparison to others i could give a crap mm. <laughs> this is about me and my life and i'm comfortable in my relationship and 
all that to know that it doesn't mean anything, even if he doesn't do anything. This is a this is crazy, man. I don't know, uh, she, man. You sound like the perfect woman. I've yeah, never like met a woman like you before. They, I mean, I guess they do exist, but I've never seen it in in person. Again, and there's it, nothing wrong with the other side of that too. If you, exactly. if a woman does yeah. expect something special, it's not like there's something wrong with that. But also. Right. Again, like you said, you don't. I, I think a lot of people do that because they're comparing themselves to other relationships, and they see it's like, well, if this guy did that for his girl and you didn't, you you must not love me as much, and I, you can't go into right. that. Like that's just stupid. No, everybody exactly. loves different. Every relationship yeah. is different. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm not a big Valentine's Day guy either. I pay the bills around <laughs> here. <laughs> I was gonna say you're not even home. That's though. your Valentine's Day <laughs> gift. Well, yeah, I mean, but I could still like it's cool, man. I got a daughter now, so I, she doesn't understand what Valentine's Day is. But eventually, like, we'll start like going on dates, and I'll pick up flowers uh-huh. when home or something like that. Oh, that's her, sweet. I love that. Cool. Just to show her how a man is supposed to treat her, and not yes. like how your daddy <laughs> used to treat her. <laughs> we ain't bringing up daddy's past. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta avoid this uh, karma somehow. You make a valid point too, John. I think it's very important, especially for little girls, to show them what they deserve. Yeah. You know, by treating Jess well and doing those things, that's gonna teach her how a man should be with a woman. Because sadly, a lot of girls don't have that or don't see that, and as they get older. They believe that the type of relationship their parents had is the type of relationship that they yeah. deserve. So, sadly, if you come from an abusive household, those those women tend to think that a man that hits you and apologizes after, that that's normal mm-hmm. and it's not. And yeah. I think it's very important to show little girls how a man should treat a woman. That's a 100%. But I'm, I'm going to try to teach you, too, like, these holidays are really yeah. important. Right. I, I have to find a healthy balance. Yeah. Yes. My thing is, how how do you, again, you want to guard your kid, you want to, especially your daughter from stuff like that, but it's like, how do you do that? Again, you can t- teach her the right way, and then she, sometimes you can't help who you love, you, she might come across a guy that's like, I don't care what he does, I know he loves me, this and that, even though you taught her the right way yep. to go about stuff, but sometimes it just doesn't work out, like, how do you, that's, that's, it's, that's tough, man. I do not envy you as yeah, far as like be. having to go through that. <laughs> Definitely not. Like I come from a family of three girls and I can tell you, even though my parents had a great relationship their entire lives, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't ask for better parents or a better relationship to show me what a, what a good one is. But being a 16 year old rebellious fucking teen and I'm dating a dude straight mm-hmm. out of jail and my mom's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? What and fuck? you can't be doing this. And I'm, <laughs> I'm arguing about yeah. it. You know, now you I were? feel bad about it. This is she, real? Yeah. Straight out of jail? Like, y'all was pen pals? Was before while, was but still. Congrats to Joe for getting What'd out of say, prison, Dave? though. <laughs> congrats. I said congrats oh, to Joe for getting out of jail. It wasn't Joe. <laughs> I can tell you that, but yeah. How did, I, said, I don't even know how you meet someone in jail at 16. He wasn't in there whenever I met him. I met him after oh, he got okay. out. Got you. So he was in jail. So he was. How old was he? Nineteen, mm, twenty. Uh, Dang. Yeah. 
Ash, did you get groomed <laughs> no. by a man that was in prison? No, he was actually he was a, he was in my friend group. You know what I mean? But I didn't know him until after got he got out. Obviously, it was not that how serious. Would, it wasn't that that okay. big of a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it was something. How would I handle that as a parent? That's a great question. The forecast predicts murder. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Eighty mm. percent chance of murder. Blood will fall in the streets. More than that. <laughs> nah. But sure. well, I'm, I mean, I was gonna say, shit, just raise them like asses. Ass is the perfect female. <laughs> like, but she Thanks, was dating John. when she was younger. Though she was dating guys coming out of jail. So, I, I mean, for, I I'm not gonna lie. I had a thing for bad boys, and that is. Facts. I think that's. I think that's why? most women. Though. I don't know. I was just attracted to it. They carry themselves a certain way, it's, and I like it. I think it. when you're younger, like it's like the allure of, oh yeah, like this guy is, is bad. He could he could protect me. He could, you know what I mean. Nobody's gonna talk to me any kind mm -hmm. of way. And then when you get older, you realize that shit is dumb. And it's like he can't do nothing else. Exactly. Like there's yes. nothing else you could provide for somebody. Yes. But excite. I just think it's the excitement mm -hmm. of. The persona of, of it, yeah. It's a rush. It and really then after is. It's you get rush, past that, yeah. you realize that it's stupid. <sighs> exactly. That's legit. Oh, right. Looking back this on is... it now, how fucking stupid. But mm. I was a kid. Nobody wants the guy that's in the library, like doing research and stuff. They're gonna call him corny. They're gonna call that dude like, "Ew, you right? corny nerd!" Like not knowing this dude. And I didn't like. And I didn't like guys that were too nice. You're too nice, you know. And I, I just wasn't <laughs> what, into it. Like, can we talk? Like, what is too? Like, what is that? Like, I'm too nice. Like, what does that mean? Well, usually, too nice means too clingy. You know what I mean? They're like always up in your business, trying to, you know. And as a teenager, you kind of want a little bit more space. Huh. I mean, you guys, you guys saw Ethan doing his model poses. He's a bad boy through <laughs> and through. Like, he is just. Yeah, I'm not too nice. <laughs> I'm not too nice. Yeah. I think he used the glass to throw us off. But now, though, now I think it'd be good to have a guy. You know, now you want a guy that's nice. You know what I mean? Who's generous, kind-hearted, all those things yeah. as an adult. Sadly, as children, we think we know what we want, but we have no that's fucking true. clue. That's true. Yeah, this is really going to suck, raising two daughters. You'll be it's, fine. It's going to be It's going to be rough. I'm not going to lie. You'll be fine, but, yeah. brother. We'll see. I just personally... For my mental health, I just really just have to let things happen how they happen. Yep. Roll with the punches. <laughs> I mean, I could guide them in certain directions, but at the end of the day, I have no control over yes. what they're actually going to do. That's true, man. Just remember to always have her back. Be supportive no matter what. and you <laughs> No matter what? You can't go wrong with that, though. You know what I mean? Even if she... Well, I shouldn't say everything. There are certain choices. <laughs> well, she's dating a, a, someone that just got out of jail that's four <laughs> years older than her. Be supportive. I I think she's Listen, just saying don't. Everything works I think out she's just for saying don't judge. Like you know what I mean? Because if she's going through yeah. the phase or whatever, like it doesn't mean it's gonna last forever. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's. I probably would have said, "Yo, this dude just." I would just give her, put her up on game. Like, yo, this dude just got out of jail. Like. We we think this is going. This isn't going anywhere. He just wants this. this uh, he doesn't really like you, but you can keep doing what you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling. True, you. but you will have to be there for you know, in case that yeah, that's the that's gonna be the sucky part about it. It's like mm -hmm. 
and that's when the <laughs> so it's a lose lose situation. Nah, you'll be able be fine. It'll be fine. Help spread the word about our podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend. That was another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones, my boy Jay Flo. Jay Flo. See y'all next time. Join me on Spaces on Twitter sometimes if y'all want to laugh. Or just show him some uh, unneeded, unnecessary basketball stats. You can do that too. <laughs> I, I find them very hilarious. Anytime. I mean, KJ, you should come on one day. I do normally do halftime of uh, uh, WBU game. All right, so come on. Tomorrow. I'm down. Just let me know what time. If it doesn't, if it doesn't uh, impede on my uh, my Valentine's Day plans, then yeah, I'll come on. Yeah, that too. I need that. <laughs> Shut the f- now. Nah. <laughs> Our lovely. Co- that's one thing. Uh, this real quick. That's one thing that changes with marriage. You can't take naps. Anymore. Why not? I took. I took a lot of naps. Oh. <laughs> well, my marriage. But you have a kid though too, so that's. Yeah, I yeah. I don't think it was the match, but it won't change with me. Trust me. I'm gonna find a. I'm gonna get a nap in. That's if that's one thing. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna find a way. <laughs> uh, we have our lovely co-host yeah. Ashley. That's me, and you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ashley Rock Radio. There you go. Don't slide in her DMs. She has a man. She has Congrats. a husband. Nah. Congrats. <laughs> On getting engaged officially. Congrats. Thank you. Trusty intern Ethan. Yo. <laughs> who again has provided nothing to the show, but you know, we keep him on anyway. <laughs> Ethan didn't de- Ethan no. didn't defend me in the in the Twitter space either. So. He did give <laughs> us some really stats. He hey, he gave us some stats today. He hey, did. I'll he join the Twitter spaces stats. tomorrow, John. Just like giving Ethan a hard time as far as his, his initiation. He's still not initiated yet. <laughs> Fine. Give it give it another couple yeah, months. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> That's optimistic, Ethan. That's very optimistic. <laughs>